roll it. He's posting false information in an insensitive way with with no awareness for the context. You know, taking that time, that moment before commenting, before, you know, trumpeting your voice on something. In the internet, there's no one smarter than me, but it's true, there are some people that are smarter than you. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology, with your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. Jeremy, Jeremy, wait up. Tell us who made this podcast possible. This podcast is brought to you by Phil Schneider's The Social Christian. Now, we're going to be talking about some interesting, some heavy stuff today. And have you read Phil's book, you would probably be in the same exact mind frame as we are talking about now. So I encourage you, listen to this podcast, but then go get his ebook because this is going to give you a lot more depth to everything that we're talking about in this podcast. And so I encourage you, get the book. If you want to get a church license and give it to everybody in your church, highly encourage you to do that. We definitely endorse everything that Phil says in this book. So go check it out at churchmag.press. And if it's in the month of September 2017, you'll find it right there on the front page. If not, just search The Social Christian and you will find this ebook. Highly, highly encourage you to get it. Thank you, Jeremy. Now let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. You know, it always seems like there's always some hot topic being tossed around, whether it be in the news which then is also social media. It goes in hand in hand anymore, especially in the summer. The summer always seems to be crazy. I don't know if the heat makes people crazy. I don't know what happens, but 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 a lot of crazy things happen even in the summertime. Certainly another crazy summer this year. But, you know, social media, it really fleshes out a lot there, whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram. You know, it seems like everyone is so quick to put, put out their opinion and, and just off the cuff, just spill without even thinking twice what they think on social media. It's almost as if, it's almost as if being an American anymore, you, if you don't let everyone know what they should think, then, then it's un-American. I mean, that's, that's almost, (laughs) that's almost the way it seems sometimes. Um, for somebody who, who hasn't lived in the States for, for, uh, seven years coming back, it it really does feel that way. And, And even though I was on social media before, it's somehow different being on the ground because a lot of the social media you see at the same waking hours and then everything feels bolstered and reinforced face to face as well. I, I don't know. I'm not probably explaining myself very well, but uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting topic and uh, it, it's something that I think definitely deserves some some attention. Oh, absolutely. I think I think we've got this weird moment okay america has this real problem with this idea of of democracy um at play in society we have a we have a, a nuanced republican democratic system of government and not leave parties there well i'm gonna get into that but <laughs> with this idea that democracy applies to personhood and that we're all equal and all of our opinions are equal. We should all just be sharing what we think all the time. But, but in reality, our opinions are not equal because some people know more about certain topics than others. And certain people have clearer eyes to see things than others. And I think that what we're seeing a lot, like you said yourself, Eric, is everyone feels like they're compelled to share things and to give their give their opinions. It's one thing if you see a terrible thing happen or you see something happening, you just want to I mean you quickly comment to say prayers for the city or or um I can't believe this thing. I I don't, you know, what I don't condone that. Whatever. That that's one thing. But what we're seeing a lot of is people just writing these just epic long uh, Facebook posters, these tweet storms where there's 
they're they're going off the deep end on a lot of these topics, and oftentimes they're they're acting as if everyone who reads it is either going to agree with them or if they disagree, they're inherently wrong. And it's like it's like it's like well, it's like the the, uh, the the bubble like where there's weird like people live in these bubbles and they go on they go online and they assume that the online is an extension of their bubble in some ways it probably is, mm-hmm. but that bubble can quickly be popped when you share when things get shared, and all of a sudden you get people dogpiling on you. I actually I made a post um, a few days ago about um, oh, oh I shared a, a link about. This pastor who said that the president has the, the moral authority given to him by the Bible to assassinate world leaders, and I shared it and commented about how it's just terrible. I made a comment about how terrible it is, and I wanted to get in and talk about how this bad theology that pastor had and how he didn't understand the scripture he's, he's referencing. And I had numerous somebody, one of my friends, liked it and shared it to his wall and or not his feed, and then his friends started commenting on my post. And started tearing me apart. Now, thankfully, I've, I've learned over the past few weeks to just ignore people like this and move on. But what we're seeing here is this just dogpiling of people. Like, if, if your opinion is, let's say you post something about, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a, a neutral topic here. Let's say you post something that you are, you are pro Superman, right? You post it on there. You might get some, some pro Superman fans commenting, but you're going to get some really, I mean, maybe some pro Batman fans will comment and discuss things with you. But then you have those really rabid anti Superman fans. And they're anti, they, just, they hate him. They hate they're, they're, they're just, they're anti Kryptonian and they just post on there and they're just ravaging you. And, no, Phil. No, Phil. Comic books are juvenile, and they have no business being viewed by a Christian right, man. Well, whatever. But you know, saying that that's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing just this. Just people will see something they don't like, and rather than just ignore it, like, I don't like that. Ignore it. They feel compelled to, to respond to it, and not to respond logically and to have an exchange of ideas, but to denigrate and to demean people personally for their beliefs. Right. right. So I. I hundred percent agree. And there's a couple different reasons. First of all, there's going to be people that disagree with you and disagree with you for valid reasons that you probably did not understand. And there might be people that disagree with you, but the ultimate point that you're trying to make, they actually agree with you. They just have more insight than you. And they're probably smarter about this, which is shocking. The internet, there's no one smarter than me, but it's true. There are some people that are smarter than you. And let's just take you from a super personal standpoint that there's no way that you could object to, even though I 100% believe that there is ultimate truth in God and story and narrative, I am a postmodern person. And the postmodern person in me would say that the truth that is now for me may not be the same truth I have in 10 years, let alone 10 minutes from now. And so I could say something very radical and believe what I believe and truly hold to it. And yet in 10 hours or 10 years, the me who I am has changed, has grown in my faith. God has imparted some wisdom on me that says, hey, moron, look at it from this angle. God calls you a moron. (laughs) So your biggest okay. rival is yourself in the future. And so you have this difficulty with the fact that you actually disagree with yourself, even though you slander and yell and scream online, it's there forever. I'm going to confess. I actually said before we got on this episode, folks, we should keep things short and on topic for your benefit. But I'm going to diverge real quick. Jeremy, the modernist in me asks you this question, Okay. Yeah. Is is, are, is your tr- is your truth changing, or is your only your comprehension of what actually is true changing? I I 100% agree. 
Okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> so you can't, you can't push back to himself on that one. But fundamentally, I think we also need to think about our responses. Like, you, you don't have to respond right now. You can wait five minutes. Heck, you can wait a whole 24 hours before you respond something or to put something out there, right? We... We, we, we are eliminating all barriers. There's no, there's no gate. We need to become our own gatekeepers and think twice before we speak on social media. I mean, I remember growing up, people saying, you know, think twice before you speak. And that was just to speak, let alone something that's written word electronically that gets broadcasted to lots of people. So stop and think. Which en- enough knee jerk reaction kind of stuff, I think. Which I 100% support, and I bet all of our listeners would 100% support, and a lot of our friends on social media would 100% support. And yet, if I look at a lot of people's social media feeds, it's important to yet don't do it. Well, I think actually, Jeremy, they probably do do it. I just said do do. Um, I think I think what it is is Eric. I think you're half right. Stop and think, and then remember to pray. Well, yeah, because because here's the problem: people are thinking, and they're only thinking about how angry they are at what they read online. And that's, that's what happens to me all the time. I'll see some stupid thing about how all Muslims are terrorists. And I'm about to lose my mind and I'll keep thinking about it and thinking about it. And what I need to do is stop and pray, first of all, for myself. God, where am I where am I wrong on so many areas? And and and, and am I having righteous anger or is this just me being an immature person? And being being angry, yes, at an, an ignorant statement, but being immature in my response. Then secondly, I need to pray for that person. And then realize that, that the thing they just shared online is probably not the biggest problem in their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. I got a friend who I've been working on very slowly, uh, trying to be an example and, and you know communicate some gospel things to them. And they, made a, they shared a post that was fairly fairly inflammatory, racist stuff. And I just I'm like, okay, how do I communicate that? How wrong that is to them? And God's like, seriously. I, I felt I felt this in my heart, not as exact words, but I felt this impression in my heart. God's like, seriously, you want to talk about that? They've got way bigger problems than that right now. Which it's interesting, right? That there is there anything wrong with saying that what they had said was wrong? Oh, I could have said something. I could have I could have called it out, but it would have burned so many bridges that my I my the, what I was getting what I was basically sensing from God was let that one go. You've got a bigger fish to fry here. And I absolutely do. I mean, God, God was absolutely right. The person I'm I'm talking with has got so many other issues that tackling that one issue is like trying to straighten a picture of the house is on fire. I have not heard that term, but that is amazing, Phil. Just made it up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> a little to the left. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Your house is on fire. But at the same time, going backwards, I think I'm well, actually jumping off that point. We talk about the church as a place for 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 victims to feel safe and to find healing and wholeness. But most victimizers were at one point in time victims. And we can't claim to be representatives of a redemption gospel until we're prepared to seek out those who, who bully and victimize and offer them the same gospel. And that's, that's difficult. Nobody wants to talk about, you know, reaching out to terrorists white or otherwise no one wants to talk about reaching out uh to you know um, 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 abortion practitioners 
or or women who've had abortions or men who've forced or paid for the, their their wives or girlfriends or acquaintances to have abortions. No one wants to talk about that because because those are people who are the there we, we lump them in this group of can't be redeemed. But that group doesn't exist in the Bible. Yeah, Frank Freddie wrote a wonderful book about that. A book about bullying. Oh, about bullying. Oh, 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 oh. no more victims. No, I don't remember what it. I don't remember was what it? was titled. Oh, yeah. Wounded Spirit. It'd be really helpful if I knew. Yeah, it was. He had two. Wounded Spirit was his autobiography. On maybe that that's topic. what it is. That that's what um, it was. I. And then, but then he but he, wrote, he wrote a smaller book that goes along with it about yeah, bullying. Yeah, the, the bully one. The Wounded Spirit is an autobiography. Yes, that's yeah. the one that I read, and it was it was amazing because it did it really opened my eyes to another perspective, a perspective that's really hard to swallow, you know, especially when there's a social justice issue that you that it feels like there's a tide going against the less powerful or those that um, are in a compromised situation. You want to stand up for them, you know, as they're being bullied by societal groups. You know, you, you feel like, you know, the justice in you is, is, is boiling and you want to defend them at the same time having to love the quote-unquote opposition. That is that is hard to do. And, and you know, having a prayerful approach like you outlined, Phil, you know, praying for your enemies, I mean, that's... That's a that's a tough one to to follow through on. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, it's there's no lie here. Um, that's a and that, that's the kind of thing. If you say that from the pulpit as a, as a pastor, if you say that in a small group as a leader, you're gonna get some looks. You know, like people don't want to hear that. Like, could you imagine if um, you had somebody in your church who you knew was abusing their wife or kids, and um, after an appropriate time, you reached out to them to provide he- healing for them and a place for them in the church. I mean, as a pastor, you might, you might lose your job, but that's what we're called to do. And so online, we're seeing p- people post hateful things. Um, we might want to jump on them or, or things we think are wrong. Even maybe, maybe they're in the right and we're in the wrong. We just want to jump on them and stuff. Maybe we need to pause long enough to give them the grace so that God can give us the grace to see where we're in the wrong. Which is hard, right? Because oh, yeah. you are, when you're on social media, you don't have the context of, the person, the place, the situation, the community, the church culture, you just have everything that you're feeling in that moment, along with probably other stuff in the news that's happening, and you want to react. And we are supposed to be countercultural. We're supposed to redeem culture. We're not necessarily supposed to go against it, but we are supposed to redeem it. And that's really tough to do. And on social media where everybody gets to talk to you. I mean, it's one thing to do it in your community where 10 people talk about you that are probably influential. It's another thing when your tweet gets then quote tweeted, retweeted, and you have 150 strangers telling you how it is. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Jeremy, I'm in a private uh, Facebook group for ministers um, and somebody it's a it's a, it's a huge membership. I mean, there's thousands of people in this group and I posted a few times and got dog piled on. So I try not to post as much because, you know, pa- pastors aren't very merciful sometimes um, or, what? or, or I'll put it like this or intelligent enough to understand nuance, but whatever. Um, there are like 4,900 members in this group. And some of the other day posted something about Charlottesville and someone didn't view the previous 100 so comments hmm. and just made a very insensitive comment and people started tearing them apart. And then they come to find out they had been at a, a youth camp all week and had not seen the news. 
they had just got on Facebook and, and looked at the group first and started posting in there without having checked the news. They had no idea what happened in Charlottesville. Now, grant granted, that's a pretty stupid move, <laughs> you know, and, and I felt and like, what, what is what a boneheaded thing to do? Uh, but I instantly felt bad for that guy because he, he thought, I mean, what he said and what he said, even if he knew what happened in Charlottesville was stupid. Um, what, it, what he said was had already been it was a, sta- a statement of fact he or a statement of or what he perceived as fact that had already been debunked by previous comments. Um, and so he's posting false information in an insensitive way with, with no awareness for the context uh, just boneheaded move but at the same time he he didn't know and people just started just jumping all over him and in the end it, it it didn't resolve like super gracefully but there was at least a you know a ceasing of hostilities and I think I think hopefully he learned something hope other folks learned something and they all prayed about it and moved on but it just really reminded me just you know how how easy it is for somebody to get into a wormhole that did not mean to. Which, which just only amplifies further what you were saying about thinking and praying. You know, taking that time, that moment before before commenting, before you know, um, trumpeting your voice on something to just really you know pause. If you'd like to join the fun, use the CMAG cast hashtag. Email us directly at podcast at churchmag or ask us a question that we might be able to answer on an upcoming podcast and at least sound like we know what we're talking about by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. The churchmag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Before commenting, before, you know, um, trumpeting your voice on something to just really, you know, Pause. Uh, that was that was that was a bit of fun there. <laughs>